Who's going to win an SEC championship first? The Longhorns or the Aggies? You are Locked On Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about that debate I just kind of alluded to a minute ago. It's a fun one. I've been seeing it kind of float around of which of the two of these two rivals is going to win an SEC championship first, of course, with the Longhorns joining the SEC in 2024. To me, this is a... So I'm going to tell you what the answer, I think, what the answer to this question is. I think it's the Longhorns right now. If I had to pick one of these two teams to win the SEC championship first, right now, I'm taking the Longhorns. And I hate to say that, and I'm going to break down why. And a caveat to the reason I say that is just recent recency bias with what's been going on between these two clubs. If this year changes, I would be willing to change my opinion, as I think many would. But let's break this all down. Let's break down the numbers, and I'll tell you why I got to the decision I did. So Sar- Steve Sarkeesian was hired by the Longhorns January 2nd, 2021. So we're going to run through the re- these recruiting classes, look at these numbers, and kind of discuss why I have the Longhorns as the answer right now, as much as it pains me to say that. So the 2021 class, you, you feel bad kind of roping this one in with Sark because, you know, he kind of came into it. It wasn't really his class. But you know what I mean? Which we're still going to still be a part of this because he was there for a, still a good chunk of that class. That year, the Aggies out-recruited the Longhorns. Texas A&M had the eighth-best class in the country with four five-stars. The Longhorns only had two five-stars. Then, 2022 was the year that all Aggie fans, you know, recall the recruiting numbers there. Texas A&M had, which it's kind of funny because you see these numbers written down and you forget how absurd this is. But number one of class, number one class, of course, 14 five stars. That just feel, I mean, like there's only like what 30 of them. I mean, 35. It just it it doesn't feel like a human possible number. Texas that year also had a good recruiting class, but it wasn't really five star heavy. They had the number five class in the country, two five stars. 24 stars, a lot of four stars. And like I say, there are not that many five stars. High four-star players pan out a lot as well, obviously. So you can't knock a team for recruiting well with four-star players. 2023, this is when the Longhorns kind of leapfrogged the Aggies on the recruiting front. Texas A&M had the 15th class with three five-stars. The Longhorns had the third best class with six five-stars, which was, of course, highlighted by Arch Manning, that class was. Um, we're going to talk about the 2024 class, even though I don't really think it's it's too early to be to be concerned, but I'm still going to throw the numbers out there just because. Um, but Texas A&M was the 27th best class. I mean, is the 27th best class currently. No five, No five-stars, six commits. The Longhorns are the 62nd best class. No five stars, three commits. So, you know, those cl- it's not really worth talking about them, but thought I'd bring it up. Those classes are, of course, going to take big leaps forward eventually for both of these squads here soon. So 
the recruit. So you might wonder, well, Andrew, you know, aside from now the most recent finalized recruiting class, the Aggies were recruited by Coach Sarkeesian. But the two before that, you know, the Aggies had a better recruiting class. Why are you picking Texas to win the SEC championship before the Aggies will? Well, let's look at it like this. Those three, those three seasons, right? Now you can kind of throw out the 2023 20, year for these numbers because we haven't seen these players on the field, but here's my take on the matter. In the last three recruiting classes, the Aggies have had 21 five-star players. The Longhorns have had 10. You take out, you know, if you take out last year's class, it would be um, 18 for the Aggies and four for the Longhorns. So those would be the amount of five stars that have actually played for those teams. Still, a staggering number for the Aggies, not as many for the Longhorns. And the yet the Longhorns have kind of been taking a, a the opposite scale from the Aggies in the matter of the fact that here's the records from the last two years. A&M, 8-4. There should have been a bowl game that year, but it, the game got canceled because of COVID. And, and then 5-7 and seven last year, giving the Aggies a 13-11 and 11 record over the last two seasons. The Longhorns did the opposite. Five and seven, pretty awful year. Then eight and five, making them 13 and 12 over the last two seasons. So basically, if you're looking at the map of these two teams, you have a team going up and you have a team going down. And it's hard to wonder, you know, seeing that 2023 class that the Longhorns have recruited the Aggies. And and obviously the record was better last year for the Longhorns than the Aggies. And the Longhorns, I think if Ewers doesn't go down, I think there's a chance they would have knocked off Alabama maybe. That's a fun topic too, but it's it's all hypothetical. The point here is Coach Fisher has got to win football games now. Not later, not soon, not in three years, right stinking now. If you if you stop winning football games, you're going to start recruiting well. You're going to stop recruiting well in Texas. You have got to win games this season. We're not talking seven and five, or uh, you have got. I think you got. You have got to win eight eight games this year. If you win eight games this year, and Texas wins eight, then I think it's back to kind of an even playing ground to where I would say I think either of these teams is going to be a toss up to who wins an SEC championship first, but. They've got to prove it. Coach Fisher's bought here to win football games. He's a great college football coach, and he has not done well recently in College Station. Done pretty good on the recruiting trail. He's done some different things well. He's, I think he's done well in the transfer portal. I think he's used it in a way that makes sense. I think he's used it in a way that is beneficial to his team. But I don't think he's he's done what he needs to do. And he needs to start winning football games for Texas A&M, or it's going to be strong. It's going to become hard to pitch to recruits and to do these things if you can't win. And it's not like it's a whole bunch of scrubs. It's these are five-star football players. You got twenty-one five-stars now. You can almost this season. You know the Aggies are going to have. You know based on those numbers, you can almost field a team with five stars. I mean, goodness gracious. Um, this is what I'm getting at. You, t- Coach Fisher. I like Coach Fisher. I've seen a lot of comments, negative comments on Coach Fisher, and I get it. I'm a fan. Things make me mad all the time. As fans, you know, it's I'm going to say the, the cringy thing my dad would say, but it's short for fanatic. You know what I mean? 
it's you're you're a fan you're crazy and that's how i am and that's how a lot of people are but i've seen a lot of comments of people saying you know uh, angry at coach fisher and i get it i fully i'm fine with those comments my you know and at first i was like i was thinking like well we should give him another year and it's like he he's starting to lose his give him time give him time credibility he's got to win football games if he wins football games, if the Aggies go nine and, and three this year in regular season play or or ten and two um, somehow, if they do something like that, I I think I will completely. If they do that, if they win nine or ten games and out recruit Texas this season, I will change my opinion on that on that on who I think will win the SEC championship first. But right now, based off all these different variables, it's hard to see. The, you know, these two programs are trending in opposite directions, one up, one down, and the Aggies are on the wrong side of things. So this is the year. I've said it multiple times. Go prove it this year. Coach Fisher, Coach Petrino, go prove it. You've got the talent. Go get it done. Lane Kiffin is poking a little fun at Texas A&M once again. We're going to talk about that. But first, I want to tell you about our amazing friends over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are the most comfortable pants in the world. There are no more comfortable pants anywhere. You could go to Mars, outer space. You are not going to find more comfortable pants than Bird Dogs. They feel great. They're versatile pants. You can wear them to really do anything. I kind of like that. I hate like leaving the house and you never know what's going to happen. Am I going to wind up playing cornhole and have somebody's behind to whoop or whatever event may occur? I like having pants I can wear anywhere, and Bird Dogs are exactly that. If you head over to birddogs.com slash college and type in promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, Bird Dogs is going to throw in a free Bird Dogs logo Yeti-style cup with every single order. Go check them out. I promise you are not going to regret it. Yeah, Lane Kiffin's messing around with the Aggies a little bit, and, you know, this is something – I. I can whenever I'm making an episode, I can kind of tell what's going to have people a little a little um, angry or, or or people are going to disagree with me. And that's and I always say this: that's the fun of this. That's the fun of hosting this podcast for you all is hearing what everybody's difference in opinions are. But when it comes to Coach Kiffin, I think his antics are funny. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to disagree, and I, and I'm going to ask you all that question here at the end of the segment, but. I think Coach Kiffin's a funny guy. I think he kind of brings a fun side to college football. He he brings that like you love him if he's yours, and if he's on the other team, you don't like him. Kind of, you know, that's that's what he kind of brings to you, to a to a person. So if you're an Ole Miss fan, you love Coach Kiffin. Everybody else, you know, it kind of it kind of irks him a little bit. And I get that, but Coach Kiffin, I think he's funny. He poked a little bit more fun at the Aggies with a Moneyball reference. First, before we really get into this, I'm going to plug the movie Moneyball because it is deserving. Best one of the best movies, best sports movie I think I've ever seen, besides maybe Tin Cup. But um, go watch Moneyball if you haven't. And that is in no way sponsored. That is just you have to do it. Love them, love that movie. But back to what we're supposed to be doing here. <laughs> so, Coach Kiffin posted a Moneyball re- uh, reference on his Twitter yesterday. It was the picture we can I can uh, picture it in the film. It's um the they were showing the salaries of the players of the two different team uh, of the two different teams of like the whole ball club and for the Yankees it was some crazy million dollar amount and for the Athletics it just wasn't that much money and that's what the movie's about. It's about 
the Oakland A's have to put together a competitive roster with way less money than some of these other big market teams. And, um, and, and, and what Kiffin's getting at, I, I think, and like I said, it's all cryptic. It's um, everybody go look at the tweet, make of it what you think, tell me what you all think it means. But it was clearly targeted at Texas A&M. Multiple Texas A&M accounts have been reporting this and um, it's if all funny stuff, I think. But um, I think what he's kind of alluding to is saying, Hey, I have way less NIL collective than you all do down there on College Station, and I beat you all last year. You know, um, I think that's kind of what he's getting at. And, you know, what it, what is there to take away from this? Well, the first thing, too, this is not the first time Coach Kiffin has trolled Aggie fans. Quite frankly, I think he's now made fun of just about everybody. I mean, Tennessee fans have thrown golf balls at him. We've had... Auburn fans thought he was going to be their coach for a few hours. Like it's there, there's a, every FCC school now has a funny Lane Kiffin, something that's happened. But the other event that's happened with coach Kiffin and, and uh, Texas A&M was when he kind of called out Jimbo last year, Ole Miss beats Texas A&M, of course, 31, 28. And it was two days before Halloween. I believe that game it was, it was getting ready to be Halloween. And coach Kiffin called, Jimbo, um, he called, he, they asked what they asked Lane, what he wanted to be for Chris, for Halloween. And he responded, maybe Jimbo has a Joker outfit for me. I think, you know, calling him a clown. I think, I, I don't think, you know, when we hear the word clown tossed around now, it's more of a, you know, it's not like joking clown. You know, it's, you know what I mean? Everybody that's on Twitter, you get what I'm saying. People get called, called a clown all the time. But I think that Kiffin was kind of joking when he said this, but regardless, the, the thing I want to take away from it is even if, you know, coaches, part of being a coach is you have to find stuff to motivate your team. Um, and even though I think this is just harmless fun Coach Kiffin's having, well, yeah, I, I for sure could say that. I think he's just messing around, and I think it's a good thing for college football. I think it's funny. I think it brings a new light to these coaches. But as a coach, at, Coach Fisher, if I see that, when you're getting ready, when you're practicing all week later in the season and you're getting ready to head on the – plane or the bus or however they're going to get there to play Ole Miss, put that on the, on the players' lockers. You know, give them something. Give the players something to get irked about, to get fed up with, to get angry about. And, you know, maybe that's not the best get you hype, get you motivated kind of thing. It'd be better if Coach Kiffin said, hey, you guys stink. We're going to kick the crap out of you. That would be better, more, more motivating than this. But still – I'm a big believer in don't trash talk people because you don't want it to get thrown in your face. For me, when I'm at the YMCA uh, raining threes, you know, I don't crap talk anybody. I know my game. I know I am Curry-esque. So, you know, and I, I don't got to let anybody know that. I let the game talk. Coach Kiffin likes to let his mouth talk, you know, and his game talk. And I think that can bite you in the butt sometimes. And I think, you know, if you're Coach Fisher, if you're these coaching stuff – Print that out. Put it on the lockers. You know, have it be an extra motivator because that game against Ole Miss this year in Oxford is going to be one of the pivot. I think that's one of the games that can decide a seven-win season from an eight-win season or an eight-win season from a nine-win season. I think that's going to be a big game for the Aggies to to have this outstanding 2023 campaign. So it's a big game. Um, And like I say, I think it's funny. I think the thing about Coach Kiffin is I think, you know, if I had to rank my go get a beer with SEC coaches on a list, Coach Kiffin would be up there uh, just because he's a funny guy, you know. And so 
I, I think what it was, I think it's all in fun and it's kind of funny. But like I say, if you're AM, take anything you can as a motivator to help you win a football game. So you all tell me in the comments, or you all, do you all think coaches should be saying stuff like this? Did this kind of make you mad? What was your reaction to seeing this tweet? Um, I'm curious to know what you all think there. But at the end of the day, I think it's all fun and games, and I think it's kind of funny and it's a fun part of, of sport and competition. The Aggies got a big win over South Carolina. In Hoover. Yep. The Aggies are not going home. You can't make them. You cannot make them go home. Texas A&M got a big victory over South Carolina in the SEC baseball tournament to stay alive in Hoover, Alabama for one more day. And this was a good game. It was just a really well-played, quality baseball game. The... Um, one thing I like to see is the Aggies scored in three straight innings. Um, I think one thing we see a lot in college baseball is, you know, let's say it's in the second inning, South Carolina scores a run. I mean, this is a hypothetical. This isn't what happened in the game. But, you know, South Carolina scores a run. You want to punch them back with, with two runs or come back and, and tie them up. And so I think for the Aggies, when you score – Go, and go get three outs, score, go get three outs, score. It's really deflating to a team. It's like the the, the opposition is going to think we're never going to get, they're going to score every inning. I mean, how are we going to catch up? And um, it, and then it starts to get in your head. And that really is a, a, a big part of, of baseball is continuing to add on runs. I think a lot of, a lot of teams, I'm a big Braves guy. I actually cover the Braves a little bit for um, bravestoday.com. And, you know, what they do a lot, they lead the MLB currently in first uh, first inning scoring. And then they'll have games where they kind of, you know, they score three in the first run and then they kind of slowly take the foot off the gas pedal. I think you have to, in baseball, keep the foot, keep your foot on the gas pedal. And that's what the Aggies did today. That's what they were able to do. They were able to keep that foot down on the gas pedal. You keep adding runs. You score in three straight innings. It's really deflating for an opposing team. Now, Lampkin. Wow. I, I've talked to you all about my love for pitching and what a outing. Seven innings, nine strikeouts, one hit. I mean, you just you you know that that's a that's a win you a game outing right there. That's what that did. That outing, not only does it does it move you on in the tournament, but seven innings, you're saving your bullpen. So I, this this Aggie team is in a good spot right now. Now, so talking future, they're going to play the loser of the LSU Arkansas game, which at the time of this recording is currently happening. Um, if I had to be honest with you and tell you who I would rather, who I would prefer the Aggies to play, um, the one thing I don't know is if when Skeens is pitching for LSU. If you haven't watched Skeens pitch. And you, you're, you all are baseball fans. You got to watch this young man pitch. It's out, it's outstanding. But um, if Skeens is pitching, I'd rather play Arkansas. If any other pitcher is pitching for LSU, I would rather play LSU. Their guys behind Skeens in the bullpen, in the starting rotation, just haven't been great down the stretch. Um, now LSU's lineup is one of the best lineups I've ever seen. I mean, it's just top to bottom. It's just outstanding. Um, so I think, I think, like I said, that's how I'd sum it up. I think I'd rather play 
the Skeens list, LSU Tigers, then Arkansas. I'm curious what you all think. Um, some might disagree. I, I'm, you know, um, of course the Aggies lost to Arkansas earlier in the tournament via walk-off homer. That one was a little bit painful. But Texas A&M's put themselves in a good position to maybe improve some seeding in the NCAA tournament. Um, this baseball team is playing well. The Aggies never really were able to get hot during the season. And I think momentum is one of the biggest things in baseball. I think it's one of the biggest things in all sports. So, you know, you win that series against Mississippi State to close out the season to get you to that 14-win mark to pretty much lock you in as an NCAA tournament team. And then you head to Hoover and win two games already and you're still playing. This team's gaining confidence day by day. And like I say, that Arkansas game, I don't think those players are hanging their hands. They fought their behinds off and played them close, extra innings, got walked off by a, a homer to lose the game. They played a, the uh, uh, what's going to be a top three, four seed in the tournament really close. So this team's hitting a stride at a really good time to hit a stride. I think the pitching's figuring things out. I mean, Wansing the other day was outstanding. Lampkin's been outstanding. Um, having your pitching locked in is a good thing. Now, I forgot to – the only thing I'm going to gripe on today, I griped on it yesterday, but – the Aggies did walk six today. Cortez walked three and two-thirds of an inning. You know, not a, not a great outing there from him. But it's going to happen. Not everyone has a great outing every time. I get it. But you got to cut the walks. Now, they did cut them from last game. We talked about it. It was eight against Arkansas. You cut it down to six. Now, whoever you play next, whether it's LSU or Arkansas, again, cut that down to four. Cut it down to zero. Um, but walks will kill you. You don't want to walk a lot of people, and that is definitely something the Aggies are going to want to figure out before they get to wherever they're playing their regional. But um, it's something I think I, I don't see it being a concern. I think the Aggies are going to kind of figure it out, um, how to get more strikes over the zone, maybe not, maybe stop playing with your food and just get it in the strike zone. But this Aggie baseball team's hot, and it's hot at the most important time of the year to be hot. It's like in college basketball, you want to be hot when the season's almost over. That's what this baseball team's doing. They're getting some momentum. They're feeling good about themselves, and that is a good thing. That is the recipe for a deep run. And the last thing I'll add, I know that the Aggies weren't, you know, aren't really going to be like one of the last teams in the tournament, but they're one of the lower SEC teams that are going to be in the in the NCAA tournament. And look what Ole Miss did last year. I'm not calling my shot on that by any means, but I'm just saying when this team is put in their seed and finds where they're going. I think this Texan and baseball team can go on a run and is going to surprise a lot of people, especially the way they have been playing over these last few games, or you know, whether it be the Mississippi State series and so far in Hoover. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Aggies. I appreciate you all tuning in. We will talk about wherever wherever Texas A&M is heading for the NCAA baseball tournament and whatever outcome happens the rest of the SEC baseball tournament on Monday's episode. We'll break that all down then. I'm excited to bring you all that information. But like I said, that's going to do it for today. I really appreciate you all tuning in. I hope you all have a really fun, exciting weekend. Get a lot of nothing done and enjoy yourselves. And we will see you on Monday.